Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope. Never Ever Give Up Hope is a show about people who have done that, who've done just that. They never gave up, no matter what, even if there was only a thread of hope to hold on to. They held on. And many of my guests have survived incredible circumstances. As a result, they have a passion to help others. Each and every guest who has overcome insurmountable circumstances reaches out to help somebody else. And that's what's so exciting about this show. Some of them have survived extreme poverty or abuse or depression or disease in many different arenas, but they all fought to survive and they won. This show gives them the opportunity to share their stories and gives us tips and encouragement on not only how to survive, but to thrive. Never Ever Give Up Hope is now heard in over 140 countries, and we still maintain the number one rank on Google searches for the subject of hope. What that tells me is that it doesn't matter where we are in the world. People are looking for a message, something that they can hold on to, somebody who possibly has walked down or walked in their shoes at some point and they can relate with. So I am so thankful to have that platform. And I thank each of my guests and especially my listeners because without you guys, we wouldn't have a show. With me today, I have a very special guest. All my guests are, of course, special, but the ones that I know personally just give me one of those warm moments. And my guest today is one of those people who I have been had the privilege of meeting and having a relationship with. Jay Hicks Jones is the host and executive producer of the Uplift TV documentary series, the experience. He's also producer of Hoarders and as a media professional also worked on Extreme Makeover, Home Edition, and Ice Road Truckers. Jay and his wife Kara co-authored the book The Experience, 40 Days to Reconnecting Your Soul. What an awesome title. Together, they operate the film production company Hungry Fish Media with Dr. Charles Hicks. And we'll talk more about these things uh, throughout his interview. 
I love my guest stories because they bring encouragement to our listeners. And Jay, as I mentioned, is a guest I have a personal connection with. Two years ago, he asked to be on Never Ever Give Up Hope. And shortly afterwards, his life took a dramatic turn. His four-year-old daughter, Hunter Rose, was diagnosed with stage four cancer. That relationship that Jay and I had turned to friendship. And I have been privileged to be able to follow this family's incredible journey dealing with pediatric cancer. We will talk about that throughout the show. But right now, welcome, Jay. Hey, thank you. What a what a great introduction. So, so honored to, to be a guest. Thank you so much for having me, Carol. Oh, you bet. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. So before we t- share Hunter's story and how that changed your life literally tell us a little bit about you how did you get interested in the media business well you know I've been interested in media uh, ever since I can remember you know a a toddler you know sitting on my grandmother's couch you know watching her favorite shows Um, but it really wasn't until much later in life that you know I, I came to figure out that I could actually take what I was passionate about and make it a living and that's what I did. It, you know, it, it took me a long time to figure that out. Uh, when I finally decided, you know, I, I may be able to do this for a living, I was 27 years old. So up until that point, uh, media was just, you know, a hobby and a passion, something that I watched on TV or, or went to the movie theater to, to see and be involved with. Uh, at 27, you know, I had a, I had a, a string of unfortunate events in my life that made me kind of look at, at my life and where it was going and, and, you know, really decided at that point to take a leap and, and dive into the media world. And that's when I went back to college, graduated with a, a associates of arts degree in film and video production from Full Sail University in Winter Park, Florida. So you were focused. You knew what you wanted to do at that point and you went for it. Well, you know, at that point, yes. But again, it, it had taken me a long time. You know, I was never interested in school, never thought, you know, I'm never going to use anything that I'm being taught in the real world. But once I figured out, hey, this is what my calling is, this is what you know I want to do with my life, then I became super focused. And all of a sudden, I was the older guy sitting up front in the classroom asking all the questions. And I did really well once, you know, I I made that decision to be focused. I, I graduated the, as the Advanced Achievement Award recipient of my class, and everything just kind of took off from there. What was your first gig? My first gig? Oh, my gosh. Are you really going to make me talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll just okay. back that up. <laughs> no, 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 it's good. It's good. It's a fun. I had all these aspirations of being a film director. You know, I don't know if, unfortunately or fortunately, I ended up taking an internship with the Jerry Springer show right out of film school. Are you kidding me? Oh, my word. I'm not. I don't know what prompted me to do that. It was the first offer that I received, and I was just so eager to get going. going. I accepted it, and, you know, within a matter of months, I was in Chicago uh, interning for for Jerry. (laughs) Was that a good thing? (laughs) Well, you know, it was. It, it, It was, you know, the first taste um, of the industry after school. Jerry was super cool. You know, he would walk around the office playing a guitar, smoking a cigar. He was very personal, personable. And I was just kind of thrown into to the TV production world. 
So it was it was a great experience. And that probably was a very good experience in that respect, right? It, it you know something a little out of the norm. It was yeah, it was it was definitely out of the norm. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't I don't share that very often. That that was my first, gift, <laughs> but I guess the world will know now. Okay. <laughs> Can't be a secret. Yeah. Well, you've been involved with the media on various platforms in your career. And one of the things that you said in your bio that I appreciated and I'd like you to expound on is how much influence does the media have on us, our lives, our emotions, and as you said, even our belief systems? Quite a bit of an impact on our lives. Uh, I, I, I can share that with you because I know, you know, as a producer of the, the media that people watch, Unfortunately, you know, a lot of a lot of the content isn't positive. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. Exactly. Uh, you know, I, I, I was at one point a producer that was also a manipulator. Thank gosh, that's that's not what I do now. But, um, you know, we most producers manipulate the audiences uh, to feel a certain way to buy a certain product. Right. So, yeah, the media has a tremendous amount of, of power over every aspect of our lives from, you know, the time that we spend watching it because we're addicted to that Netflix show or to the emotions that, that it, that the content makes us feel. And, you know, emotions can impact a lot of, of your life, not just, you know, in the moment that you're having the emotions, but they, they affect your thoughts. And then those thoughts can turn into actions that, you know, aren't necessarily a good thing. So yeah, you definitely need to, to guard your, your eyes and your mind and your soul to to the content that you're you're watching. And one of the things that I'm sure that you're very aware of and that the rest of the world is becoming aware of is what Disney is doing to grab the minds of children and influence them in some very negative ways. Yeah, well, unfortunately, it's not just limited to, to, to Disney. You know, you know, all of the big companies. Really, you, know, you pr- produce. You know content for kids that really shouldn't be for kids. So it's a, it's a scary time. You know, it's, it's an exciting time because there's, there's, there's so, so many platforms and opportunities for, you know, producers. It's, it's not just the big studios that can put out content. Now pretty much everyone has access to an affordable camera and a platform, you know, to, to get out their content. But yes. Do you, do you see any change coming uh, one way or the other. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, the old uh, media model, especially for television, is is definitely on its way out. You know, with the the VOD platforms, video on demand. You know, that, like Netflix and Amazon Prime, and now Disney's jumping into it. You know, they they have their own you know video on demand platform, right? And Discovery Channel, and you know, all of them are launching that. And and the reason they're doing that is because commercials and advertisements. Uh, in the traditional way, no longer work. Now you can skip those. So the the big guys are are having to come up with different models in order to s- successful financially. So how do they get paid? Well, the way I see it is the models is changing this way. So this has been a part of 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 the model for a while, but I th- I think it's it's shifting to more of uh, the the main way that producers are getting paid, and that's product integration. So instead of you know, taking a commercial break from the content to watch a product, say a Ford truck commercial, you'll actually see the 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 talent and the actors driving the Ford truck. So it's it's integrating the the products into the into the content as opposed to taking a break to watch commercials. Does that make sense? 
Yes. It, it's always, that's always been in existence, right? I mean, you, you, you all, always had product integration, but it's now becoming more important because no one wants to sit through a traditional commercial. So companies and producers are trying to find creative ways to integrate those products into the content. Interesting. Tell us about Hungry Fish Media. Whatever you want to share. Like I touched on a minute ago, I you know I used to be one of those producers who manipulated you know the content for all kind of reasons, um, and you know I, I got to a point where I just didn't feel right about that. And it's hard once you get to that point where you know you don't really want to do that anymore. It's it's hard to 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 find gigs and companies that align themselves along that way. What what really launched Hungry Fish Media? I was in a production company meeting for a TV show that I'm not going to name, but I, so I'm a Christian. There's not very many of us in the traditional media world. And I was in a production company meeting, pre-production, com- uh, pre-production meeting for this show. And I was warned to stay away from this one host that I would be working with for the first time because of her Christian beliefs. And that really just shocked me to my core for a number of reasons. One, I knew this executive on a personal level and here she she didn't know that I was a Christian. So that was on one level that made me kind of take a step back and and look at my life and reevaluate my life. Did close friends and colleagues know what my beliefs were? So that was a no. (laughs) And then secondly, why is an executive, a media executive warning me to keep my distance from a Christian? Interesting. Yeah, so that really made me kind of take a step back and and look at all areas of my life, especially the media that I was producing. And so I decided, along with my wife and cousin, Dr. Charles Hicks, to launch Hungry Fish Media, where we would, you know, produce content and stories that were uplifting and inspirational in a way that, you know, I just hadn't really been fulfilled with uh, in my career up to that point. Don't you think, when I asked you that question about where do you see it you know, going, but don't you think that the a good portion of the world at large is looking for better content, is looking for a cleaner content? A thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. So what, what I was speaking about earlier is basically the business model. But yes, what audiences are thirsting for and craving is good family quality content. Authentic stories is what they're looking for. And because of that, companies are now actually taking notice. So there's there's a, a huge shift with the major studios as well right now. Pretty much every major studio now has a faith-based division. I don't know if you know that or not, but no. that's huge. So a lot of the, the, you know, the big movie studios are now also producing faith-based movies. And how is that being received? It's being received pretty well. I, I think... Christian audiences enjoy it because, you know, they haven't really been able to see a, you know, a, a, a big, I don't want to say blockbuster, but a big budgeted faith-based film, right? Because before the big studios got in, there just wasn't a lot of funding for those type of films. So now the quality of the faith-based movies is being raised because these studios are, are jumping in with, Excellent. with a lot of money. Yes. Non-Christian audiences are loving these movies as well because they're they're not so judgmental and in your face. It's 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 sort of watered down Christianity. You know they don't they don't they don't dive too deep into it. But you know you you get the stories and and all audiences are really loving these. I mean the, I think the biggest criticism probably comes from the Christian audiences that that they don't dive deeper into the the, the faith. 
I suppose another word to use in in lieu of Christian would be wholesome. That's more of a they're more of a wholesome, family orientated. Yeah, I think that's right? better. Yeah, I think that's a better description of of the of the content. Yeah. So tell us about your new Uplift TV show, The Experience. I know that this is um, very dear to your heart for many reasons. So share a little bit about what that's all about. And I know your book has come out of that, the show, and your own personal experiences. It's really the, the first big project uh, from Hungry Fish Media. And wow, it, there's a lot of challenges in producing your own series. I <laughs> <laughs> Independently, you know, it's... Uh, it's rewarding, but man, so many challenges, so so much learning that has happened over the last couple of years. I'll tell you why we we created the series. It's it was really because people just need to, you know, kind of we get distracted in our everyday life, right? There's so many distractions from from TV and and your phone and social media, and a lot of times we get distracted from what really matters most in life. If you're not aware of that, you know, it's hard to deal with certain situations. Um, so I, I thought it would be great to create a series where we kind of get out in the wilderness, you know, with, with leave the distractions at home to where people can really just kind of focus on themselves and what they're going through and, and just to help people heal a little bit better than normal. Here, here's what we do on the show. We, we take people who are going through all different types of, of life situations and, and challenges, and we take them out into the Pacific Northwest wilderness ah. to kind of get them away from the distractions. And we bring in guest mentors to help uh, kind of walk the the participants through the healing process. Real life drama. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And to be honest with you, you know, I think part of the reason that I wanted to do this show so bad is because I needed that myself. Right. Yeah, ser- seriously. So I, I always say I... Each episode, I got out just as much, if not more, than the actual participant. And are you continuing to do that? Like, is it an ongoing? Well, when we when we first started the series, when we were in production of the series, is when my daughter was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And I know we'll get into that in a little bit. So that really threw a huge wrench into production plans, post production plans, launching plans. I mean it. You know, when when something like that happens to your family, talking about stage four cancer, it's it's such a challenge. It, it's hard to your life stops. <laughs> it really does. And so, you know, that was that was the summer of 2017 when we were in production of that that series, and it just came out like a month ago. Oh my goodness! The first, yeah, it took us that long. You know, I, I would stay up, you know, during the day with, with Hunter Rose, my daughter in the hospital. And at night, you know, I'd bring my desktop computer and I would edit the show at night in the hospital room. And, and that's basically how we got through it. I mean, and it took us that long to, to finally get it to air. And the, the first episode just premiered on Uplift TV. Yeah, about a month ago. And how can people connect with Uplift TV? Well, unfortunately, Uplift TV uh, is no longer in existence. It's so unfortunate because they were one of the good guys. They, it was a, a you know family friendly channel. I mean, it's you know it's such a tough business for the for the faith based models. Now they do have a, a parent company called Parables TV, and that's a, a an online family friendly video on demand platform similar to Netflix. Okay, so anybody so, can connect with that. Yes, Parables so, TV. So give it give us a little more information about that and how to connect. Well, our, our show is not up there just yet. Okay. With, 
finishing up the other episodes. And so as soon as we, we completely finish the other two episodes in the next couple of weeks, then you'll be able to to watch all of them on Parables TV. Parables TV, okay. Yes. Okay. Now, is there anything else before we switched gears here that you want to share about uh, any experience or whatever with regarding the media business and your own career? Well, I would, I would just say, you know, not just dealing with the media business, but, you know, for the listeners out there, if they have a passion that they're not pursuing as a career, uh, you know, a lot of times the the passions that you have end up being the gift that God has blessed you with. It's my belief that we are to use those gifts. Um, so I would encourage people to, you know, to really dive deep in, into their passionate about and figure out why you're on planet Earth. Good, good. Then go after it with all your heart. Absolutely. I totally agree. Now, your message of hope. Let's switch gears to your precious daughter, Hunter Rose. Tell us about the diagnosis. Let's start there and what that did to you initially. Well, she was she was diagnosed with stage four neuroblastoma uh, September 22nd of 2017. And to be honest with you, it was it was a little bit like an out of body experience when you know we when we were sitting in the doctor's office when we when we got the news. The way she was diagnosed is pretty interesting. So her dentist, you know, just had a regular six month checkup, found the tumor in a panoramic X ray. So listeners, take your kids to the dentist. <laughs> we credit them a lot for you know helping save her life because if they wouldn't have found it, then you know another couple of months, of yeah. who knows. Yes. Once the dentist found that, we were able to, to get in to see Seattle Children's pretty quickly. From there, it just took off. Within you know a couple of weeks, we were in the hospital getting chemo. Um, but it was a very serious diagnosis. Stage four, you know, she was four years old. When something like that hits you, it's just, it's literally like a bomb that just goes off. Luckily, you know, both me and my wife and our family have, you know, tremendous faith. And, you know, I just, I can't imagine haven't gone through that without, mm. I mean, without, without our faith, I, we would, I wouldn't, we, our marriage wouldn't have made it. We wouldn't have made it. Hunter Rose might not have made it. Like it, it made all the difference in the world. You know, we were still like scared to death. The fear was, was so thick. We had faith and we believed we were still, still, still just completely scared out of our mind. For you, were, you, know, you were in a battle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Biggest battle of our lives. I mean, not only a physical battle, but a mental battle as well. Oh yeah, you know, as as, as someone of you know uh, uh, that has a lot, I consider myself to to be a very spiritual and ha- have a tremendous amount of faith. But the the battle inside is, you know, you you want to get angry and ask why, and you know, you kind of go back and sh- you're, go back and forth with yourself, you know, being angry at God and asking those why tough why questions. But at the same time, we had to remind ourselves constantly of who's in charge. In the preliminary stages, I mean, that was probably the greatest struggle, correct? Because you didn't have a clue if there was going to be any improvement. And how many days did she spend in the hospital that you were struggling with this? Wow. Well, she, uh, I think she ended up spending like, I'm just, this is just a guesstimate. You know, my wife is way better with this kind of stuff. But I, I would say just like around 150 days in the hospital that. Wow. And she, she ended up having. Uh, five rounds of chemo, two tumor removal surgeries, 12 rounds of radiation, two stem cell transplants, six months of immunotherapy, hundreds of blood transfusions and platelet transfusions. And she's 
currently in, enrolled in a cancer vaccine trial in New York. So once she finished her treatment last January at Seattle Children's, we enrolled her in a cancer vaccine trial um, at Sloan Kettering Hospital in New York. And so every couple of months, we've had to travel to New York to get the vaccine. And she gets her last vaccine shot next month. The trial will be over next month. So we're really looking forward to that. And why do they have to do it more than once? Uh, just to help build up her immune system. And so how long has she, she's cancer free now? She, well, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think we use the term cancer free. I think we have to be a little further out than that. But okay. what, we, what we say is there's right now, there's no evidence of disease. I mean, I guess that kind of means the same thing. <laughs> Each year, the percentage of it coming back goes down. I see. And yeah. how was she through this whole thing? She was amazing. She really was amazing. So oh, I got to, I got to be careful. Or I will tear up. I don't know if, if, if most of your guests tear up when uh, they're. Yes. So before this, my grandfather was my hero. World War II, prisoner of war, deacon in the church, you know, like just a solid dude. and <laughs> such a great example. He was and still is my hero, but my little Hunter Rose is definitely in the number one spot now. She was wow. so strong. She ended up being, you know, she was only four going through this. She ended up being up on the marathon board. So all through treatment, she would walk around the hospital and every, every mile that, she, that the, the patients walk, they get a little foot sticker to put on their door. And during her treatment, she walked an entire marathon. Oh, my word. At, at the time, she was the only little girl up on the marathon board. She was super strong. I, I believe part of the reason that she was so strong was because, you know, me and Kara were so strong. Right. I really believe that played a part. You know, I, I, most most families, you know, one parent will take a leave of absence from work to be there for their, their kid. We weren't in this really amazing place financially. I really didn't work as well. Wow. So took a leave of absence. I didn't work hardly at all during the treatment. And we were there together as a family. Um, and I think, I think that really helped her as well, having both of us there. Uh, and again, it was a huge challenge financially. I mean, you know, we spent our savings, you know, we're, we're still, still dealing with that. You know, we're broke. Would you do it again? <laughs> In a heartbeat. Yes, right, absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we, you know, we had support from friends and family and our, our church community rallied around us. And, um, but yes, I, I would do it again, even though it, it, completely broke us. <laughs> it was, it was, you know, one of the things that was needed for us to get through this. And, and again, you know, and it might be selfish, but I needed to be there for her as well. Uh, for me. I couldn't imagine using the word selfish in that context. You were giving, you, know, you were sacrificing. I was, but you know, a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of fathers, most fathers have to go to work. I can't, I mean, I mean that, that would be so difficult for me to, to not been able not to have been there. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to do it. I would, I would, I just, I would not have been able to do that. So hats off to all the fathers that, that are able to do that. And get, I just, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I mean, I'm still a wreck. Look at me now. <laughs> but you know, your words are encouragement to someone who may be going through something like this. And I appreciate that. 
And I yeah. hope that that does encourage somebody, somebody who may be wondering what they can do and how they, you know, they want that communication. They want that, that connection with their child who's going through this. And as you said, you took the plunge. You, you went literally over, you know, over the edge to be there, sacrificing many other things in your life, your career, your job, your finances, so that what happens in the end is, as you just said, you would do it in a heartbeat again, what's going to come of this is all going to be positive. There is no negative thing here. It's going to be a positive experience for each one involved, including those whose lives you touched along the way. Yeah, it was difficult to see other, fa- you know, other families and single moms going through this Yes, with their daughters. That that really, really broke mine and Kara's heart seeing stuff like that. I mean, we, we were so fortunate. It was it was very tough on, on our marriage. I mean, we're you know, when you asked me what was the toughest part, looking back now, I would say right now is the toughest part. You know, when you're going through it, at least for us, you know, we were in survival mode. We didn't really right. have a lot of time to process what it was we were going through. We just you just had to put one foot in front of the other. And now that we're kind of through the the toughest part of treatment, now it it just all hits you. It just hits you like a bomb and and now you have time to process what it is that you're going through and you know to some degree we have a little bit of PTSD you know it's it's tough it's tough to process and handle you know what it was that I always say it's 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 a family diagnosis you know it wasn't right. just our daughter that went through it you know we also have an older son he's 8 now he had to spend a lot of time and a lot of nights with his aunt and uncle and grandparents and you know he didn't see us you know, sometimes we were in the hospital for 30 days at a time and, you know, we would come home, but we were at the hospital more than we were home with him. And I have this one picture of him waiting for us to come home. And he's hanging out of his bedroom window, Aww. just waiting and waiting for us to come home. And so, it, yeah, it was it was definitely challenge, challenging for the entire family, especially on our marriage. She, she would be in the hospital inpatient for a week at a time for treatment. And then we'd be, get to be home for a week or two. When we were home for a week or two, it just wasn't back to normal. You know, she had a feeding tube. She, you know, she, she couldn't swallow. She, we had to do dressing changes. So she still needed care 24 hours. So my wife, Kara, slept with Hunter and I slept with, with Reader. So me and my wife didn't even sleep in the same bed for 18 months. And that's very challenging on a marriage. You know, it's, we're, I, we're lucky that it survived. You know, a lot of marriages don't survive trauma and it, like that. And it was a young marriage too. Well, we let's see. We'll be yeah. We've been married to almost twelve years, but I guess you could say that's young. It just depends on who you're comparing that to. <laughs> well, I've been married forty-eight years. So. Well, then that's no, I've been married <laughs> then, isn't it? <laughs> okay. We just we, me and Karen were just talking about this. She reminded me that yesterday was the fifteen-year anniversary of our first date. Aww. I tell I'll tell you what. Just real quick before we move on, I just want to say how strong. <laughs> uh, it's so hard to say without tearing up, but. My wife was really the the backbone of our family through the treatment. She was so strong. You don't know your strengths, do you, until you go through something like that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> have no idea. No idea. And it's funny to, to for me to say this, and I'm not even sure if I can articulate it, but and I would never wish any type of cancer on anyone, but part of me thanks God for the for what we went through. It's it's just so hard to, to explain that because people are going to think, what, you're crazy. But Not I, at all, Jay, and I'll tell you why. Almost every one of my guests 
who, including myself, who mm-hmm. have gone through horrendous drama, trauma in their lives, when they look back from the other side, they all say, it made me who I am. Wow. And for that, I'm glad I endured it. And so that is not unusual at all. It's not that I know what you're trying to say. You don't want to say, well, I'm glad I went through this, but, you know, blah. Oh, it was a great time, you know, wonderful experience. No, not at all. It's who you have become as a result. It's not the experience as much as it is the change in you. And this change will grow. It will develop and you will become stronger, not only for yourself and your family, but for others. And even in the media business as you're in, this is going to be part and parcel to yeah. what you're going to do in the future. I definitely believe that. And because a lot of people can't make it, and you did. And so applaud yourself and your family, which you're doing. And this is only the beginning of the good things that you're going to see as a result of what you have gone through. You, so. you, you, say, you, say, you said that so perfectly. You have some experience with this, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> have you read my book <laughs> yes that was a joke oh, man. oh no so anyway what i'm saying is never make an excuse because you have you know no i am so thankful that you did share that and it shows your heart too this is the core of this show your heart and what you experienced what would you like to say to the audience who may be going through not just something like this but any type of uh trauma Do you have any words of encouragement or anything that you specifically have learned already that you would like to share? That's a that's a a great question, but but a tough question for for those that haven't gone through that aren't in the fire, so to speak. uh, I don't think anything I could I could say would prepare you for that because Mm -hmm. there's nothing that anyone could have said to me that would have prepared me for what we went through. Um, I think for people that are going through it right now, you've got to hold on to hope. I mean, without hope, <laughs> I mean, you're not going to make it. You're just not going to make it. You got to surround yourself with you, with your community, you know, whatever that is. They'll help you through it and just you hold on to hope. I mean, so many prayers went up on, on my daughter's behalf. And I mean, I, I would I would like to even just talk a little bit real quick about how we met. Absolutely. That's awesome. Please do. Well, you know, I, I so originally I reached out to you um, wanting to be on your on your show because you know I'm in the media business and we had some projects that I wanted to talk about and so I reached out and yeah within a couple of months you know my daughter was diagnosed and one day I just get this knock (laughs) and it's you and it's you knocking on my door and it totally caught me by surprise we were home uh, from the hospital but you know Hunter Rose my daughter was sleeping my wife was sleeping it was pretty early in the morning but I was like, who is this crazy lady knocking on my door? (laughs) (laughs) I remember. Thank God you did. You came in. We had such a nice chat. You ended up, you know, praying for me. We we got down on our knees. And while we were praying, this this means so much to me, too. You just don't. I I can't tell you how Uh much I appreciated you knocking on that door. Uh, We, you know, we got down on our knees and, and. we were praying and, and you asked the Lord, you know, give me a vision. Uh, you know, at the time I was scared to death, even though, you know, I had mm-hmm. the faith, still scared of, of what we were facing. In that moment when you asked, I, I, I received a vision. I mean, I, it had never happened to me like that before, that vivid and clear. And, and it was a vision of 
my daughter at like 20 years old, standing on a stage in front of a podium, podium sharing her testimony of what she went through. And I, I, I held on to that vision all through her treatment. And it was, it was that vision that <clears throat> really got me through some tough times when she's you know, in the hospital bed screaming at the top of her lungs in so much pain during times where you know, we didn't know if she was gonna make it through this procedure or that treatment. I held on to that vision and I believed that it was you know, from God. Um, not, not everybody has visions and that was the first one that I've gotten of that kind, you know, but I really held on to that and that has meant so much to me. I, I even worked with a, what is it called? A, like a sketch artist. Mm-hmm to get this vision out of my head and onto onto canvas because it was that beautiful of a vision to me, you know, to see her up there with her long blonde hair and sharing her testimony. I, I haven't gotten the the canvas, the picture yet, but when I do, it is getting framed and going up on the wall and that sucker's never coming down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, that's, that's I, incredible. I, Thank I, you for sharing that. That was, that really touched my heart. I never forgot that day. I was speaking in the area and I looked you up on the uh on google google searched you and, <laughs> and found you and mm-hmm. there was there was a reason that we met and i'm very thankful for that thank you jay for such a heartwarming challenging story i'm trusting that it will touch hearts today in a way that people who may be going through something similar or just need to share a story of hope that this will have encouraged them. And I thank you for your passion. That's evident. And it's necessary in the business that you're in. (laughs) Mm. So that is much appreciated. Thank you for what you do and, and, you know, keeping the show going and and interviewing the the inspirational guests and telling these stories that need to be told. And I just, I can't thank you enough. You have. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jay, and we look forward to new things from you now that you're back in the loop and also inspirational stories, which we anticipate will be coming. When's launch day? You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not quite sure yet. Okay, okay. Uh, well, we'll the be first looking episode forward. already aired and we're trying to get the other two up, um, but the, uh, the media website for Hungry Fish is HungryFishMedia.org. HungryFishMedia.org. Thank you again, Jay. This has been awesome. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.